All right, here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. I'm Mark Jolliffe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out the show. Got a different kind of show this week. I wanted to talk about the Nas Lost Tapes album that came out a couple weeks ago, and I will do a little quick review on that. It kind of gave me inspiration to do a different kind of show this week. I wanted to take audio that I haven't used yet, in a sense, Lost Tapes, like Nas, and build this podcast around that. So there were a couple of guests I had way earlier when I started doing this. You know, uh, on episode four, I had Tony O.T. on here. And there was some extra stuff that we talked about that I never put on here, basically testing out the levels. And uh, he did this whole thing where he's doing his little stupid songs he does, these little parodies. And I'll get into that more when I go to play his part. And then my guy Ron Thomas, who came on with me during the, uh, if you go back and listen to the episode with DMC, we talked forever and there was just so much stuff I couldn't put it all in that episode and I meant to play that eventually well here it is so I'm gonna play excerpts from both of those two guys when they were on later on in the episode here also like I said I want to talk about the Nas Lost Tapes as always you can find the show Infinite Banter on podcast.com iTunes Apple Podcast Mixcloud Google Play CastBox Blueberry and Spotify follow the show on Twitter at Infinite Banter same for Facebook at Infinite Banter. You can bother me on Instagram at DJ Soundwave75. So before we get into all this other stuff, I want to talk about SummerSlam, a couple news and notes from the week that passed. But before we do that, the show never begins until you hear DMC say these words. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. Couple things, some stuff. I feel like I'm turning into Rick here from The Walking Dead. Stuff. I got things. Actually, if anybody wants to go on YouTube and just type in Walking Dead Rick stuffing things, you'll know what I'm talking about. He says that a lot, especially early on in the uh, the run of the show. I think season three, he says it to Lori a couple times. I'm doing stuff. Things. So I've got some stuff and things to talk about here. RIP to DJ Chaos from The Artifacts. He passed this past week. Man, I've seen them once perform live and uh, just really... Really tough news to hear that DJ Chaos has passed on. Really, really sad news. On the 8th of August, which is kind of a, a big day for me personally being a Cub fan, it's like the first Cubs night game. Shout out to my friend Preach. It was his birthday. But also, unfortunately, it's a day that Sean Price passed. So it's been four years. So 8-8 always kind of has like, you know, there's a lot of good and bad that comes with it. So whenever that day comes around, you know, I always think about Sean P. So uh, rest in peace to Sean Price. Wrestling World lost Harley Race about a week or so ago. King Harley Race. He was a legend. I remember back in like 2004, I think it was, when I first started working in radio, we used to get books all the time from uh, different authors that wanted to come on the station or whoever was being written about, they would even maybe come on to promote a book. And they'd be laying there and anybody was allowed to take them. And I remember I took the King of the Ring book. It was about Harley Race and I always, you know, I always was a fan of his, you know, from his WWF days. I didn't really watch a lot of this stuff before he got to WWF because that's really all I watched. Of course, I knew about AWA and NWA, but as a kid, I mean, I was like eight, nine, ten years old. I'm not watching every wrestling federation. So, yeah, I would stumble upon NWA stuff, AWA, but for the most part, I was strictly WWF. And I didn't know much about him until he came to uh, the WWF. Yeah, he was a big deal. And I reading that book... I definitely recommend everybody go out there, check it out, King of the Ring. Some really good stuff in there about his career and how he came up and Handsome Harley Race, how he became King Harley Race and 
the whole get up and everything with WWF and just he had some memorable memorable matches way back when even before his days in WWF when he was pretty much kind of past his prime but he still had some some good years left so uh, rest in peace to the legend King Harley Race all right I want to talk about this Nas lost tapes a lot of people have been saying some stuff about it, good and bad. Let's get into it. This is Shaz McKenzie, and you're listening to the Infinite Banter Podcast. So Nas released the Lost Tapes, and basically these are songs that were not put on albums in the last 10, 15 years, I guess. He did have a Lost Tapes album before, but that was more songs from like the mid to late 90s, maybe some in the early 2000s. And these are songs that would have been on, I'm assuming, albums that would have came out in the last 10 to 15 years. And, you know, there's been uh, some good and bad reviews on, on the songs on there. I'll just say this. It's Lost Tapes. It's not meant to be, you know, a greatest hits. It's not meant to be a full, it's not like an actual album. It's an album, but it's not cohesive flowing album with like a theme or anything it's just a bunch of songs that were recorded put together as a fan of Nas I'm just glad to have them I mean it's it's new music as far as I'm concerned it's stuff I wouldn't hear otherwise for the most part I liked a lot of the songs on there the the Jerome rap is really good Tunisia was a really good song the Queensbridge politics the Pete Rock produced one that's a banger same with the other one that Pete Rock produced the art of it so I like those two and the art of it song kind of takes that naughty by nature song um, uptown anthem and it's almost like, uh, and then straightening it out from Pete Rocky and Seal Smooth, they kind of blend those two together to make the instrumental. And, uh, Nas just kills that beat. Uh, there's a RZA produced track called Highly Favored, and uh, Swizz Beats had a song called No Bad Energy. So those are the songs I was really feeling. There were 16 songs total. Yeah, I'd say about half of them are pretty good, and then half of them, are, you could take them or leave them. Yeah, I'm not going to get into like, oh, this song's terrible, or I didn't, his beat production, uh, he doesn't know how to pick songs or pick pick beats for his songs or whatever. Look, these are songs that didn't make albums for a reason. So you take the best of these and you get excited for those and you, you play those and move on. I'm not going to shit on this Lost Tapes like I've heard some people doing, but it's really good as far as the seven or eight songs that I've mentioned. Play those, this Queensbridge Politics. I mean, that one I've already played like the most and it's really good. So uh, anytime Pete Rock and Nas are on the track together, I don't know how you can complain about that. Go check out Nas The Lost Tapes. And like I said, it gave me influence to do this specific episode I'm doing right now because I'm going to play some lost audio from two guests from the past. So well, let's get into that. I'm going to play this Tony O.T. one first. Tony O. was on the show episode four. So if you want to listen to that episode, just go back a bit. You can go back and listen to that episode with Tony O.T. from episode four. And those are all still available on all the places I've mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. We were checking the levels on the phone and everything and seeing everything sounded good. And he does this thing where he does like parodies. He'll take like a song and he'll turn it into some kind of Tony O-ism type deal. One of the ones I remember the most because I'm sort of part of it was he went to go see Phantom Menace. I saw it already. I saw it with him. Second time I saw it was the first time he saw it. You know, and I, I didn't hate the movie like I hate it now. It's, it's a terrible movie. But at the time, I was just so excited. It was a new Star Wars movie. I was kind of blind that it was garbage. So we went to go see it. And there's that part at the end where there's the music going towards the end. And I remember I just kept saying, Darth Maul. And he took that and he's added some lyrics to it. So I created the hook. He created the lyrics. It's a stupid song, but he made up his own version. You'll hear it here in this audio. And then after that, uh, I'll play my man Ron Thomas. He came on tons of comic book stuff that I didn't play the first time he came on back in episode five. And again, if you want to hear some of these old ones, you can go back and listen to them. It's a few months ago, but there's really nothing on there that's time sensitive. The only thing with the one I was talking with Ron was that it was before we both saw Endgames. Endgame had not come out yet. So 
there's a little bit of mention of that, but for the most part, it's strictly about comic book movies and stuff that's come out, stuff that hopefully does come out. So uh, I, I couldn't just leave it alone. I wanted to air it, bring it out there. And if you want, you can you can say they should have stayed lost. It's up to you. But anyways, I'm going to put them out there. You guys can listen to it. So here's Tony O.T., Lost Tapes on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Let's say you're doing a phone uh, mix of like Booty House, but it's for the Frasier show. Okay, so, you know, like instead of, uh-oh, uh-oh, it'd be, uh, Niles, Niles. Niles, Niles, the Ross, 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 where the death at, who, where the death at, who, where the death at, who, where the death at, Daffy, Frazier, Niles, Daffy, Dad, Frazier, Niles, Daffy, Dad, Frazier, Niles, Daffy, Dad, Frazier, Niles, Daffy, Dad, uh oh, okay, there, there's, there's a, there's a live version of the mix. In my brain of, of the uh, the booty house for the Fraser show. Uh, that works, man. There you go. <laughs> I, maybe I won't delete that. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I won't delete that. <laughs> TonyoTV.com. Let's get some one million hits. <laughs> yeah, man. Here's Marquis. You know that Alone Again song. The phone again. Not on TV. On the phone again, not on TV. The Biz Marquis song. On the phone again, not on TV. On the phone again, not on TV. Biz Marquis song, Alone Again, changing it to phone again. What song is that one? There's a Biz Marquis song called Alone Again. It's very obsessible. What album is that from? I, for some reason, I'm drawing need, a blank on that. The haircut album. I need a haircut. It's on that Oh, okay. One. Well, I have like this Bismarcky best two albums combo thing, and I don't remember if that's one of the albums or not. Well, the, the album cover is... I think is, Going I Off think, is one. I think it's a blue album cover with Biz sitting in a barber chair, and I think uh, Cool V has a chainsaw. Yeah. And he's about to cut Biz's hair. I think that's the album cover you want to look for. I remember that album cover, but I know like this compilation thing I have, it doesn't have like the actual covers on it. It's like one of those like Rhino compilations from like the late nineties, yeah. early two thousands, where you get them from BMG or whatever, the mail in thing. And I think it's just like a generic picture of Biz and it doesn't have actual artwork from the albums inside. I, I could be wrong. I'd have to go look for it. Which so, is, um, are you still doing the recording? Thing? I'm just recording it because I'm just letting it go to see if there's any "quote unquote" hangups. No pun intended, or maybe oh, there, yeah. maybe it uh, was. I don't know. Uh, let's see. We did the um, the Fraser Crane Booty House mix. Let's see what else. The Star Wars uh, Jump High song, like when we were when we saw it in the movie theater. Obi Wan jumps high. Just make sure I get credit for some of that because I think I invented the Darth Maul lyrics. Oh, oh, uh, co- copy wrong, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the rest of the the jump high. You get full credit for that one. But I remember when we saw Phantom Menace. I had already seen it once. You saw it for the first time, <laughs> and I was doing that Darth Maul thing during that part of the movie. Oh, yeah. And I think it's been something that's stuck ever since. 
Yeah, we, we could add other lyrics. I felt bad because I feel like I was ruining the movie because I had already seen it. Oh, yeah. And I didn't hate it like I, like I would eventually would. <laughs> so, yeah, there's more, there's more lyrics. There's a... Uh, uh, because you can't play it if you put this on a podcast you can't actually play the song because it's copyright so your version is free of charge unless you charge for this i don't i don't know <laughs> what up, what up, everybody listening? This is SB, the Shawtown MC, and I'm here chilling with my man MJ on Infinite Banter, where we banter on and on and on, but it's always love. It's always that food for the soul, y'all. Peace. All right, that was Tony O.T. being a, a damn fool, but whatever, man. <laughs> Here's what will happen. You'll remember those little songs you made, and it'll be playing in your head. And go check out TonyOTV.com to see more nonsense from my guy Tony O.T. All right, next uh, lost tape here is from my guy Ron Thomas. He came on with me. We talked a lot about all kinds of comic book stuff and TVs, movies, Walking Dead stuff before. But here's a portion that he didn't play in that episode. Like I said, episode five. So this is a good chunk here, about 35 minutes worth. And there's just some funny stuff that we both say in here, and I couldn't uh, not use it. I could not let it go to waste. So uh, he he has his little uh, diatribe here about Wolverine being too short in the movies, and uh, I go off a little bit on DC making shitty movies. So there's some good stuff in here. So if you're a comic nerd and you like the movies and the TV shows, this is strictly for you guys. So here we go, my man Ron Thomas. Here's us talking about comic book stuff, TV, film, whatever, on the Lost Tape edition of Infinite Banter. You said you saw Captain Marvel, right? You're feeling it? I did. I did. I, listen, man, like with, you know, with Cap, have you seen Cap yet? Captain yeah. Marvel yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw it yeah, that first weekend yeah. they so, came out. Let, let me ask you, what was your, I'll play off of you. What was your opinion on it? What did you think? I, I thought it was pretty good. Maybe in the same yeah. sense with that you're saying with us, like I had like the yeah. highest expectations and it was maybe just a tick below what I, but it doesn't mean that it wasn't good or by any means. I, I liked it a lot, but I guess right. I really built it up to be like Black Panther level. It was a little bit lower are, than are that. Are you a big fan of the, are you a big fan of the character? Uh, you know, comic well, character? I mean, I, I read all the books when she was known as Ms. Marvel and they, right. they changed right. it. And I, I've been kind of out of the game as far as buying comics lately, just cause I can't afford it. Right. But, uh, right. she changed it and they call her Captain Marvel now. So it's a little bit different the way her character is. But, uh, the comics that I read, I always was a fan of her. I always felt like she needed more, you know, m- more, uh, uh, more of a storyline, more of a bigger role. Gotcha. So, right. in a sense of like Black Panther and Doctor Strange, and the thing I like about the Marvel movies is they take these. And I said this before in a previous podcast, they take the 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 characters that maybe like the B listers or maybe the ones that people who are not really big comic fans don't really know about, and they build them up to make them bigger and better than what they really are. And you actually care about doctor strange and ant-man and i really don't care about those characters to be honest but when you make these good movies now i care unlike dc they can't even get their main one main ones right let alone their b-list characters so i thought it was pretty good i thought uh i liked a lot of the the throwback stuff with the 90s and samuel jackson i mean i got a whole movie of samuel jackson even though he looked different you know with the cgi stuff but uh it was pretty good right yeah most people say yeah after a minute you didn't even think about it or you rarely thought about you know 
his uh his face being uh, the only guy that looked kind of weird was the other dude from agents of shield yeah he looked kind of robotic or cgi-ish more than sam did absolutely i said the exact same thing well you know in in fairness as much as uh, i'm a marvel dude um I'm not one of those where I can't admit when Marvel does something poorly or whatever. And I think they can be spotty. And I don't think that's controversial with their uh, CGI. You know what I mean? Especially for, I mean, something that's so massive. And we know for the most part, Marvel, I think, doesn't skip on their movies. I think they, you know, they spend a good amount of money or spend accordingly. And man, it's like even in uh, Infinity War, I thought Thanos looked better at certain points than at other points. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what he more to do with the background and be able to blend it a little bit better. Sometimes he looked like a, like a cut screen on like, you know, PS4 or something like that. And then other times, you know, they had him looking pretty, I think, you know, true to life, real life or whatever, you know. And but, I don't know um, how much of a Star yeah, Wars fan you are, but they did it with Rogue One. They brought, you know, they used okay. Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia. They, they did some CGI stuff with her and they did with the uh, okay. Grand Targeting guy, the... Uh, uh, the bad guy. They brought him back, and it was all CGI okay. stuff. And at times it looked good, and at times you're like, eh, "Do we really need this much yeah. of this character? Because we, this guy's dead. Like he can't right. do it anymore." Okay, Peter you know, Cushing. You know, but, 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 no, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, I, I got to get on your level with that. I know you're a Star Wars dude. Hey, man. I've seen a lot of them, but I've seen them, uh, you know, mixed up. I've seen a bit of two with some one. And you know what I mean? And yeah, I, I'll pretty much to show you. Last time I really was on that that kick, uh, people were making a big deal out of uh, Darth Maul, you know, and that didn't that didn't turn into anything, you know. When yeah, well, they, they that, offed him like, in oh, the first movie. Yeah, come <laughs> on, dude. I'm like my man with the devil lightsaber. You know what I mean? He well, got the face paint. Un- but, un- yeah, unfortunately, that that movie he's in, there's that's the only reason to watch it. The other two hours yeah. is dog crap. I mean, it's just it's hot yeah. garbage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, but like, uh, 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 you kind of finish your point. What you were saying about uh, uh, about Marvel, Captain Marvel. Uh, first off, there's only one Cap, and I only call early. I said it earlier. Say that. There's only it's only one Cap, and that's Captain America. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna call her probably Marvel or something like that. But you know, she going into it. Um, I, I don't understand like the the dudes or people who get offended. Uh, again, like I mentioned earlier, about different representations. So having her as a woman on screen, uh, dude, tell me a good story, man. She's a dope character. She's a dope character. It doesn't matter to me at all. Uh, leading up to it, um, the trailers and everything that I saw, ah, I wasn't that excited. Well, when I first heard about the character and learned about the character, because I wasn't growing up, I wasn't a comic book dude, so all of this stuff is new to me, but I've kind of like picked up a lot of it, so I have a pretty good understanding of who she is, where she came from, her importance and all that. And so it seems like they've kind of like, you tell me if I'm wrong here, Mark, uh, that they've kind of uh, pulled her, um, uh, uh, grew her importance, like, because I guess from the comic book, it would be Adam Warlock, right, who would probably be yeah. in this position of, right? So to have, you know, uh, 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 you know, Marvel, <laughs> Marvel uh, right. uh, being here, you know, again, it is some social justice or whatever, but that's fine. I don't care. You know, um, the movie itself, I thought, I thought it was good. I didn't think, I think it's definitely a tears. I'll put it this way. I thought it was better, more enjoyable to me personally than at the Ant-Man movie. I'm not a big fan of the Ant-Man movies. I think the Ant-Man movies like are kind movie. of underwhelming, both of them, to be honest. Yes, me too. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of more cute, uh, even the comedy with Ant-Man, but, you know, I want to digress too much, but I enjoy 
uh, this comedy, this action more than the Ant-Man series. I thought it was better than uh, all of the Thor movies that wasn't Ragnarok. Um, Agreed. I Agreed. Probably, I thought it was better than Iron Man 3. Uh, I think probably better than Iron Man 2. Um, you know, so if you really start looking at like MCU movies or whatever as individual, I think you can start, there's a lot of room for criticism as a totality in all the movies. Obviously, we love it. So I think uh, Captain Marvel definitely places right up there with some of the better uh, movies. Uh, you know, it had the shortcomings. Uh, I think some of her action scenes with the blasters and stuff like her fight on the train, it looked a little kind of corny, kind of stiff to me. Yeah, they're doing a uh, French connection throwback. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, That's what they're true. trying to do. Every, yeah. Everybody, yes, yes. And I know the whole 80s, you know, genre, this and stuff or whatever like that. And again, the whole on top of the train and jumping down or whatever, you know, that's been kind of played out and play overplayed or whatever. But, you know, we know the scene about her with the runner after the scroll and, you know, beating the old lady up and stuff. You know, it's cool. Uh, well, I, I do like that, that uh, um, you know, what they did was that they made you care about Captain Marvel because they tied it in with the Infinity War. So mm-hmm. you wanted to know, okay, did she get right. that distress signal from her, her Skytel pager or whatever that was that, you right. know, that right. Nick Fury's holding on and did she get the 911 beep or whatever? You know, we want to know what happened with that. So I think that made Captain yeah. Marvel more relevant because it was tying into the big, oh, the big yeah. storyline yeah. as, as a main arc. So you, even yeah. if you're not he really a fan friend. of her, you don't even know who she is. You have to kind of care if you want to know what happens in the next yeah. movie. And that's why I went to see it. Like I said, about time the actual movie came out. I wasn't actually expecting much from the movie. I actually went in thinking that I was going to be disappointed in the movie from the trailers and, you know, just thinking like, okay, I need to go see this movie because, again, it's a Marvel. I go see Marvel movies and the greater information of uh, everything. I left thinking like, man, no, I enjoyed that. And that was pretty good. You know, um, I think I remember laughing in there. Sometimes even with Marvel or even the, the movie we spoke about earlier, Us, the comedy seems kind of forced. You know what I mean? Or that's not a real... You know what I mean? But I think in Captain Marvel, a lot of stuff was kind of funny. Um, I am one of those people that... I don't. Do we, should we get spoiler uh, spoiler alerts on this? Or has yeah, you could you can do that because because when I bring up Walking okay. Dead, I got to do the same thing. So okay, so I give I put a spoiler alert right here. Everybody's talking about the whole Nick Fury Nick Fury with his eye, uh, how he lost it. Uh, I wish they had did something else to getting it scratched out. You know what I mean by the cat and the flirting or whatever. Yeah, you know, that was kind of cornball. I mean, I guess it's cute and again, Marvel and comic booky. But I wish they had listen because to me. I love uh, Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. I think my man looks dope. You know what I mean? When I think of Nick, I think of him getting off the helicopter in a civil war. You know what I mean? When they thought he was dead and all that. Right. And all that. So, you know, I kind of joke him out like that or whatever. was a a tad bit, almost like when they did with the Mandarin. You know what I mean? I thought, like, come on, why are you going to kind of turn this into a joke? My man is menacing. You know what I mean? But (laughs) I think um, they're trying to show that... uh, the real reason why he won't talk about his eyes is because he's embarrassed about what happened. So that's right. Whether you, okay. yeah, I'm not sure if I necessarily agree with that either. But I, I get what you're saying. Like it is kind of a yeah. goofy way for him to. It's not as cool as losing it like through like right, a right. bullet or something or fighting some sort of. <laughs> yeah. Although he, it was an alien. Yeah. I mean, it's not a cat in the normal sense. Right. I was so, say, so yeah, I get it. Well, so, even, look, dude, if you're gonna get his ass scratched out like that, dude, he took it walking. Like so, he gets his ass scratched out. He's like, ah. Oh. Then next thing you know, again, Colson comes up, 
you know, with the, uh, again, spoiler alert, with the uh, prosthetic. And he's like, all right. Then next thing you know, his eyes is progressively getting worse. And he's just like, eh, whatever. You know what I mean? Well, and he still kept the cat. <laughs> the cat's in the office yeah. in, the, in the end credits. So the, obviously I he know. wasn't too mad about the cat scratching his eye out. <laughs> I saw Brie Larson. I thought she was pretty. I thought she was okay. I mean, I thought she was. I thought she was better than okay. I thought she was fine. I think she had her performance. Uh, I think she can get better. We got to realize this is a uh, origin film for her, so it's not going to be perfect. The character isn't broken in. Uh, I think even at the end of the movie, and it could have been something as simple as changing her hair from kind of up or whatever it was right. to straight. And then you even see. I love the scene with her and Thor in the new Endgame trailer. You know what I mean? So. She looks a little uh, different she, in that. Like, her hair's a little yeah, different, and she looks yeah, like she's got a little more badass great. to her, you know? Yeah, she looks polished. She looks like somebody right. that, I do this now. You know what I mean? I've been right. off kicking ass. You know what I mean? So, uh... Well, the one thing I, really yeah. I really got excited about with Captain Marvel, and this is kind of similar to what you're talking about with Kill Bill, the, the little girl in the comic books, her name... Right, Photon. Yeah, she's going to grow up, and I'm I'm assuming part of the reason why this is set in the 90s is that so right, right now in current times, she will be like in her 20s or whatever, and she can be Photon, or she was Captain, when I was a kid, she was Captain Marvel, and then she became right, Photon. Okay. Uh, I think that would be pretty cool. When I first heard them say her name, I'm like, oh man, this is great, you know, this is, this. they're, they're okay. telling me that they're going to do this, I'm assuming. I don't know why they would waste that storyline right. and not use yeah, it. What's her mom? With her mother, uh, I think it was it Maria Rambo. With her mom, uh, uh, a superhero as well. I don't remember. No, that. as far as I know, she's just like a friend and a and a pilot or whatever. But the daughter is the one that matters. And when she grows up, she's going to be uh, the one with the the powers and everything. Because she takes over. To Captain Marvel. It's kind of similar to Green Lantern, and that's what I was saying before in the other podcasts that it's this is a better version of Green Lantern because Green Lantern was hot garbage. But right, the, you know, the right, ring right. passes on to other people. So in a sense, Captain Marvel is kind of like the same thing. Someone else will take on the mantle of Captain Marvel. It's the mantle, right. Yeah, right. so. Gotcha. Okay. And the funny thing is, yeah. Shazam's coming out next month. Shazam's real name is Captain Marvel. But they had I to know, stop man. calling him yeah. that because of the Captain Marvel stuff and because it's DC and you don't want the name Marvel. It's, you know. So just, I, I know. And actually, I think it, uh, it worked out bad for everybody. Like, I think, um, and again, maybe for, you know, political reasons or whatever like that, but. I would have liked. I think I like Miss Marvel. I think that just sounds cooler to me. I liked it better too. I'll be honest, and maybe I'm just biased because I grew up with it more in the comics and everything. Exactly. But consequently, I think I like Captain Marvel and Shazam. You know, I don't know. So you know, and actually a little bit that I learned more about Shazam or whatever. And there's a dope. You may have seen it. uh, Animation. I think you can see it on YouTube with uh, Shazam fighting uh, uh, Superman, and just you know that whole like you know. Damn is, I mean, I guess Superman uh, beats him in most categories, but he's basically like what uh, Superman light, poor man Superman, isn't he? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, just the way he gets powers is different because he's a little kid when he says Shazam, right, he becomes yeah. this big, overgrown dude. Um, right. I think there's more but comedy to point, it. Right? It looks like the movie's okay. going to have more comedy than any of the other DC movies that they've done. Are you looking forward to it? Uh, I'll see it. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Is it because now, are you one of, knowing you, you're not like a, a super biased towards, I mean, you enjoy a good DC movie, right? It's just If they make one, between, right? if they can right. make a good DC movie, I mean, Did you yeah, like Did you like Wonder Woman? I'm tired of shitting on these movies, but the, yeah. other than Wonder Woman, uh, give me a DC yeah. movie, I'm not talking about the Batman trilogy from Christopher Nolan, I'm talking about like the right, stuff right. since then. 
tell me right. something they've made that I should care about, and I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> no, nah, man. They, they, you know, obviously, I'm not saying anything that people haven't said a million times before, but, man, they, they really they, uh, they fumbled the bag because, again, this should have been a layup. It should have been, okay, it's not as big as Marvel. It should be right up there. And they rushed it. They were trying to get to the exact same thing. Because they saw the Avengers Marvel. and they wanted to do the exactly. same thing. Yeah, and they all you had to do, dude, you got to uh, trust the process. You know what I'm saying? Joel Embiid is holding that trust the process. And they would be here uh, by now, you know. Think about if they hadn't rushed it or whatever. They probably would be again. Now, for instance, I didn't particularly, I mean, I thought Aquaman was, you know, cornball-y or whatever. It's but it okay. Fine it's fine. Yeah, in yeah, the greater, it's... in the greater, you know, universe DCEU or whatever it was, it would have been fine. You know, just like I said, man, there was a lot of bad Marvel movies, you know, but the the, the stinkers get covered up by the really good ones. Like I said, uh, Winter Soldier is a good movie. You know what I mean? I don't care right. uh, superhero or other. It's just an enjoyable movie. And, um, you know, I think, you know, again, with the Batman v Superman, how you screw that up? You know what I mean? They Come did. On, man. You know, yeah, you <laughs> they did screw it up, up with the whole Crazy. mom name yeah. thing. It was... It was corny. You know it was dumb. And Lex Luthor, you totally miscast. Well, they that. they miscast uh, Lex Luthor. That that kid has no business playing Lex Luthor. I I, I hated it yeah. from the second I heard that dude. The only one they got right as far as casting was Gal Gadot playing Wonder Woman. She's perfect. She looks like Wonder Woman. She acts like well, I mean everything is. She even has like an accent. She's perfect. Right. I don't right. necessarily hate yeah. Affleck when he was Batman. He was fine. Whatever. Even right. the dude who plays Superman. I just they made their characters so. Ugh. I don't. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say too much yeah. bad about them because I. I feel like their movies speak for themselves. I don't have to shit on them too much. They're. It's right yeah. there for yeah. you. Some people defend it, but it's. They're recasting everything. Why, why do you think? Oh, because they're not doing well. They have to recast these because the. the they feel like, I'm going to cut you off, bro. It, feel, it, it feels like they're copying. Like we were saying, I guess the theme of the, uh, the show so far, whatever, is it, you know, is, uh, are you copying or are you inspired by? And again, even the um, Suicide Squad, right? Okay, I guess it can exist on the fringes of, uh, of their universe, but it looks like they were trying to, I don't know, have the whimsical nature of a Guardians of the Galaxy meets, you know, something, something, and it just doesn't work. You know what I mean? Uh, we saw the trailers or whatever for the uh for the movie and versus the movie itself and then with the joker and all that kind of stuff and they overthought it throw the joke in there let him be uh a main protagonist or whatever it is and don't don't overthink it you know what i mean like shit jumping around to me dude they completely always overthink the x-man movie and particularly wolverine like People love you, Jackman. I'm getting on my soapbox right now. You hear me climbing up there? People, <laughs> Don't people fall. People love you, Jackman. Right, exactly. Right? I'm up there drunk. Uh, you, Jackman, <laughs> they love you, Jackman. Look, personally, I almost hate you, Jackman, as Wolverine. He's too damn tall. There, I said it. Oh, now, wow. He's too tall, man. Tall I thought you'd say he wasn't hairy right? enough. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like 6'2". He looked like he's 6'4 on screen. You know what I mean? Run around. You might as well have went and got um, uh, Steven Seagal. And play, and play. Oh, man. You know how Steven Seagal in that time? Yeah. You know I think it was when he, when he chased him down the street with the white beat on Listen, man, you Jackman running around there with them bogus blades and stuff. And then one movie, okay, when he got the movie, ah, he's not Wolverine most of the movie because he took some potion. And, and I know the whole, okay, right, you know, right. it's hard to write. It's hard to write for an overpowered, uh, OP character. 
that's the, that's one of the major problems you keep running in with Superman movies. What are we going to do when this dude can do everything? You know what I mean? And I know with Wolverine with his healing power, but look at something like Deadpool or whatever. You can do a lot of stuff, but don't send me to go see a Wolverine movie. And then when I get there, he's not Wolverine. You know what I mean? I, and I'm sick of it. I, I got sick of that. Even I, I like Logan. I, I love what they did with Logan. But even part of that was kind of like, oh, man, I'm getting old, beat up, puffs coming out the uh out of his wounds, Wolverine. I really don't want to see that. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> man, Professor X, dirty, got his dirty drawers on. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, man, this is depressing. But, well, they're going to reboot you know. everything with X-Men because Sony and, and Disney are now, you know, they're all right. one one big happy family. So all those characters are going to be redone. Yeah, I think except for yeah. Deadpool. I think of all the ones I saw that they got, you know, X-Men, Deadpool, they're, they're, yeah. the only one they're going to keep without rebooting is the... The Deadpool ones have been pretty good, so they're not going to mess with those. But right. X-Men. Right. And I, heard, yeah. I think I heard that they're going to keep it and let the same uh, production company or house that uh, uh, that uh, uh, pumps out um, Deadpool, I think they're going to keep them independent from the Disney Marvel uh, brand just because they want to be able to keep doing the R-rated you know, version of it that they can't right. do or don't want to do on that side. And that's a good thing, you know. Um I think they should do a little bit more of that. Uh, I'm actually uh, uh, kind of jumping around. Let me know if you want to go another route. I'm kind of wondering, like, with the uh, MCU going, I think I heard that they're not calling it phases anymore, but I wonder, okay, man, dude, big people like Captain America, Tim Poles, Captain America, I think, is gonna, on its way out, obviously. Iron Man is going to be out in a minute. Uh, I know they're they not, you know, not going to be tired of writing those $50 million checks for Robert Downey Jr., so he's going to be out of there in a minute. Uh, uh, I mean, how many more Thor movies are we really going to have? Even though I think Ragnarok kind of, you know, refreshed it or whatever. So I wonder with the next uh, phase or whatever, I want to see Black Panther live up to what Black Panther is. You know what I mean? Well, what they've done in the comic books for years is that the Avengers are always changing. So the original lineup, Captain America, Thor, uh, Hulk. If I'm assuming they're doing this, that's why they're introducing all these kind of, I guess, quote unquote, minor characters. Is that right. Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Ant Man, Doctor Strange? They will be the main group, and these other ones that we've all seen in the last three or four movies, they're they're right. not necessarily going to die off. Although they could kill a couple, who knows how that's going to work out? But they're not going to be in the focal point anymore of the next two or three Avengers films. It's going to be these characters that everybody's liking now. They're going to take over that mantle and they're going to become the new group. And maybe they introduce those characters, you know, in a, in like a, in a different fashion, like Captain America joins because they need somebody else. I don't know how they'll do it, but uh, yeah, in the, right. in the past, Avengers have always, the, the lineup is always changing. Think of it like a sports team. You right. know, you can't keep the same group all the time. Eventually you've got to get some free agents and sign some, some draft picks or something. Yeah. yeah so, I- Am I correct? Like, even, like, I think in the, maybe in the comics or maybe something I saw, like, uh, Captain Marvel, she butts heads with, like, Black Panther or people like that for the leadership of the Avengers, right? Because she's, like, her character's pretty gung-ho, I'm right, I'm the best kind of thing, right? Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah, that, that kind of stuff happens all the time, and, yeah, you could pick okay. every one of those characters, and they'll all have that, that kind of mentality, yeah. and... uh 
but they usually keep like one. I, I would I would be shocked right. if there's zero Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk in any of the next like movies that come out after this uh, the End Game. I would I would bet at least one of them sticks around and is still kind yeah. of the leader, but they're just the cast around it. You know, will be these other ones you, that are. You know are coming what might up. be kind of dope. I I just thought about it that they're probably in the phases coming up, especially with the uh, success of Aquaman. So when are they going to bring in the Submariner? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, isn't Neymar? He, he's going to have to come in pretty pretty soon. Well, right? they got to change his outfit like Aquaman because they can't have this dude right. running around in a little speedo with like wings on his ankles. They're going to have to do something. <laughs> <laughs> they got to do something else. Well, one of my favorite comic books of Captain America. I was I was clown this one there's a panel where steve rogers captain america is moving this is from the 80s so yeah. it's really corny and there's okay. a character named hercules and submariner they're helping him move and they both have no shirts on and they're like moving a dresser and i remember thinking like how are these dudes moving a dresser with no shirt on like there's no splinters <laughs> they're not worried about getting like you know cut with the i, I know they're superheroes and all that but like these dudes are right. helping this yeah. guy move and they're just wearing their like their speedos they get just like normal for them to be in New York with like a speedo holding a dresser. It just is bizarre to me. Are they both like both two two, uh, two people carrying one dresser, or are they like at least? Carrying I think it with they one were both hand? moving it, which is weird too, right? You would think, think like Hercules yeah. could lift it up with his pinky or something, and exactly. you know throw yeah, it into the moving no van. <laughs> it's so yeah. stupid. It's so dumb. Oh, uh, bro, can I tell you another thing that keeps me up at night as far as like uh, excitement, anticipation? Man, they gotta bring back Blade the mcu man yeah Listen, he doesn't get the credit that he deserves for like you know bankrolling this you can argue that blade and then x-men kind of started all of this that's what i'm saying man that's yeah. what i'm saying blade i remember look i remember i know every line of the first blade dope i need to see him in the mcu it would only be right it would be fitting uh they could take all my money if i just to see blade in wakanda or Blade and Black Panther on the same screen together, something like that? Dude, listen, man, like straight geek nerd out. Uh, like, matter of fact, <laughs> that when that happens, I'm going to the next, you know, uh, cosplay, Comic-Con, whatever with you. I guarantee it. That's all I want to see. Yeah, and there's been some good Blade cosplayers. I've seen them, but it's been a while since I've seen one recently because Blade hasn't really oh, been yeah. in the news. So unless somebody's like a hardcore right. fan nobody's even repping Blade. I actually said at the beginning of that podcast I recorded before you came on, I was talking about yeah. Sticky Fingers played Blade in that TV series yeah. some years back. Yeah, I know. I know. He I can't do yeah. it now. They got to find somebody else. Uh, I know, especially when they gave, you know, the production on that movie was like, you know, $50. You know what I mean? It was like, they got right. a dude, put a black uh, uh, trench coat on him, you know, we gave him a sword and had him playing around in the street, you know. Or whatever, but it's a dope character, man. Like I said, it's a really dope character. I think they're it's redoing Spawn. Now. I could be wrong about that. They are. They There's are. Like Jamie Foxx uh, or something, right? Yes. And um, I'm not sure where I think about that, but I know, right? And but the thing about it also is not even so much Jamie Foxx, in my estimation, it's actually Tom McFarlane because I think what I read, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it is he's gonna you know produce and write it and direct it. And it's supposed to be a really, like, scaled-down version of it. I think he's doing it for, like, $15 million or something like that. It was something really low budget. And that actually, I got uh, sidetracked earlier. See, that's one of the things I do have with some of these movies or whatever. I understand, um, you know, return on your dollars. And uh, I'm not saying every movie has to be a blockbuster as far as production costs, $200 million, $100 million. But some of these movies... They seem like they're being uh, made just to make a profit. So, okay, I'm going to make this movie for 15 to $20 million, 
and because of a name or actor or whatever it is, opening weekend, you know, whatever, is guaranteed to make his money back to open the weekend or whatever. And it kind of like, kind of comes off almost like a uh, fast food in a way. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I go to the movie, I see it. By the time I leave out of the movie, I've already forgot what I just saw. You know what I mean? And even something like Glass, I saw that uh, uh, earlier. And, you know, again, I think M. Night, uh, you know, again, is a businessman. I think he's making a killing right now. You know, he's financing his own movie, taking, I think, profits and different things like that of one movie, using it to you know, finance another and so on and so forth or whatever and keeping them all the money or whatever. Um, but... It kind of feels like it, you know. Remember how, like, Saved by the Bell, right? It's always the same characters, Saved right? The and they're always in the same room, and you know what, what? I mean. And so it's like it's like movies like that, like, dude, like it'll be this movie, right? And there's like superheroes, but y'all in y'all in y'all in two rooms, right? They're like in the uh, some little dark dungeon, supposed to be a cave, and then they're like on some street corner. And to me, again, I'm nitpicking or whatever. That kind of like feels cheap to me you know you understand what i'm saying or no no i got you i you're right it doesn't have that's what the star wars movies are doing too it felt like they were using too they're you're leaning too much on the fake setting and the fake uh, Mm -hmm. building you know background and you don't you don't actually film on live places and move the characters to other locations to make it have like a newer look i'm talking about the prequels i'm not talking about the star wars of recently i'm talking about the ones that were crap from you know before but yeah, I got what you're saying. Like it doesn't have it, it feels like it's stale. Like they don't do enough it, with the characters and put them exactly. in a new setting. It feels yeah. like we just we we just I like movies that like again that some movies to me will feel like they're uh something that again I can't wait till this comes on, you know, uh streaming. I can't wait till I own this, I can't wait to see it again. Uh think about all the movies I know you're a movie dude or whatever, all the movies you've watched multiple times Predator. or whatever. Predator, Predator. Yeah, I can watch you know, Predator again, every day, all day. So it's not even like I said. Now, Predator, I, I don't remember what the budget was on it. Maybe it might have been a big budget at the time. I don't know. But, uh, again, it just was something about Predator that had much, had more, I don't know, more of a soul, more character to it than... It was character-driven because you had like seven or eight guys, and these are dudes at the top of their game action star-wise. I mean, Carl Weathers, right. Arnold, Carl Bill Weathers. Duke, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Jesse Ventura... It was. You, know you fucked up, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? You, I'm gonna have me some fun. Oh, dude, I know that, yeah. dude. It, it's pathetic. If if I put it on right now, I could turn the volume down and just like do the movie. I know it almost yeah. word for word. Even the girl. <laughs> Give me a weapon. I know all of it. Like I know. <laughs> I need a llama. I feel sorry for your mother. <laughs> for my mama. <laughs> the, the line that people always talk about that one is, um, I ain't got time to bleed. But the best, the follow-up no one ever talks about when the guy's like, well, do you have time to duck? Because then, then all the, the avalanche comes down when he shoots the big you know, cannon up there. Right. And all okay. the rocks. Yeah, no one yeah, ever yeah. talks about yeah. that part of it. See, what I was talking about was, remember when Bill Duke was in, uh, what was that, Minister Society? He's great in that too. Yeah. And he, he the cop, and then, you know, was he talking old dog, and he like, the old dog tripping up or whatever. He's like, see, you know you fucked up, right? <laughs> right? See? See? You just fucked up. Well, you know, that kind of I love yeah. Bill Duke because, I mean, I love Car Wash. He's in Commando. And uh, yeah. I just watched Black Lightning the other day because I'm trying to catch up. I'm okay. kind of behind. Bill Duke has okay. been on it all season. Uh, okay. Clifton Powell was on it for a good part of the year. So there's a couple of Menace Society okay. actors. And... I was really geek because Michael Wright showed up on his last episode I watched. Mm. I haven't okay. seen Michael Wright okay. since Oz. 
they some they got credible. I, I've never seen any of that show, but they, just from what you're saying, they got some like nice. Nice Dude, Black Lightning, give it, there. give it a. You you got to watch it. It's it definitely it's okay. it's not like Green Arrow and Flash, which is kind of sometimes I like those shows and sometimes I hate them because it's like Dawson's okay. Creek with powers. Can't Black Lightning yeah, is its own. It's its own thing. It doesn't even they don't even exist in this. I, I, their universe is the same, but their worlds never collide. They don't ever intermingle or anything. Yeah. Black Lightning's its yeah. own show, and uh, I really give it credit because it's dark. It's okay. not trying to be like all glitzy, like Flash. You know, it, it's, uh, it's, it just tells a story. Black you know, Black Lightning to uh, Luke Cage. I think Luke Cage. Um, uh, is it when Black Lightning first came out? You could tell they were trying to to capitalize on what Luke Cage is doing. You know the you know the the, the black hero in the community trying to keep the community up. You know that exactly. kind of thing. Like it was very yeah. similar yeah. to that. But I'll give gotcha. it credit because they grew from that. Like that's what they started with, but they took it to another level. And they, they, they're not just being that. It's not preachy or like I'm here for the community. It's it's more than that. Gotcha. I give them credit, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Because I okay. I was worried at first that they was gonna stay in that lane, and that would get kind yeah. of boring to me. It's like oh, I just doing a typical thing, you know. And Luke Cage to me, I know a lot of people didn't like it as much. I thought it was pretty good this past season, the second one. I thought that one was really good, and of course because Rakim's on it. I was, you know, loving okay. every second of that. And shout out you know, to Gabrielle Dennis. So Ooh. <laughs> okay. No doubt. Speak on it. Speak yeah, on yeah. It. <laughs> She's in those commercials with uh, Dion Cole uh, with the the Old Spice. Yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. You she, know, I, I watched the. Uh, I think the first season of Luke Cage, and um, it, it got bad. It, it jumped the shark when they killed the the villain. When when uh, exactly Cottonmouth, when Ali uh, got killed. It? Yeah. Okay. They, yeah. they should never and, have done yeah, that. I, I thought he was dope. Yeah, he and uh, what, what was it? Uh, what was the actress' name? Uh, was it actually uh, what was it? Actually, what? what who was the? She's uh, yeah. She's in season actress. two. She takes over as the main okay. villain. Right. Okay. Or one of the main villains. To that point. And uh, then I just kind of like you know I'm busy you know because Netflix a million things you can watch. Like I think I watched the first season of Stranger Things. Enjoyed it. Just I don't know. I got started watching, following something else. Didn't really tune back into the other ones. I caught up to uh, Punisher. I caught up to Punisher. Punisher and, and Daredevil are my two favorites of all yeah. of those. Wait, so talk to me about Punisher then. Like, I like, you know, John uh, Berthall, right? I love Shane, you know, big walking dead fan. love Shane. I like him. I like that role for him. But I'm, I'm going to tell you again. So I didn't grow up with comic books. So I'm, I got them all as an adult. The Punisher is kind of Punisher is kind of perplexing to me as a character because I'm trying to wrap my mind around what the hell is he like? How is he's he a vigilante to, to the fullest. Right. Let, to, to, he's not a superhero. There's nothing superhero yeah. about him. Uh-huh. It's it's Dexter right. with it's Dexter with a machine gun. If you want to look at it like that, right. it's it's right. it's Dexter with like military skills and uh, just like almost like a Terminator, but uh, as right. a human being, like he's just. He's just here to like kill people that that do he the has wrong no thing. Powers, no, right? no, 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 nothing. Superpowers. I mean, the dude could take just, a punch if yeah. that's a power, but and doesn't he always get, he always gets his ass kicked? Does he get shot up? I don't know if he gets yeah this brutalized in the comic, but just you know what I mean. Like, how is he able to bounce back? <laughs> well, you know, because it's fiction. There's there's a there's a real there's a first answer, but I mean, even in the comic books. They had a version where he's like Frank and Punisher because they had to like rebuild him and all that. So no, Punisher okay. is like he's a dude who, who takes a takes it all the time. He gets beat up, cut bullets all over him, and the dude just he's, he's like Jason Voorhees. He's gonna keep coming, keep coming, right. and you don't know why he doesn't just give up and stop. 
but you know his yeah. his wife and kids are killed in front of him, and he was left right. for dead. And uh, this has been his life. He's just gonna kill, you know, these bad gangsters and people ruining the community and the the bad right. dudes out there. And he's gonna take them out with bullets. He's not gonna tie them up and give them a speech about you know how they should be better. And you know, no, he he don't do that. He just he takes you out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my man's like. Yeah, and like has no no second thoughts about it. From my understanding, he just sees red and is a. Uh, tactical genius, right? I guess right. almost, almost, I guess on par with Captain America, maybe in a different way, I suppose, or something like that. From my understanding, well, the thing with Punisher uh, in the comic books is that a lot of the other uh, he heroes they have a hard time with him because they don't really agree with his methods, but they know he's not right. necessarily a bad guy. So he's kind of that dude on the fringe. He doesn't really, right. belong. he's kind of like Venom. If you want to look at like like people like like those kind of right. characters, like he right. doesn't really fit in with anybody. I said I didn't like the Venom movie. I wasn't. Hey, it was okay. Movie. The only thing my complaint yeah. about the Venom movie, the only thing I hated about it. Well, I mean, there's a. I, I, I gotta have to nitpick it, but the main thing I didn't yeah. understand was the whole point was the reason why the the alien looks like Spider Man is because it went on Spider Man. The thing I don't right. understand about Venom is like why does the symbiote, the you know the the goo, whatever you want to call it, right. the alien thing, why yeah. does it take the shape of a Spider Man? I know. I, I completely. It doesn't. How does that happen? You just so, so this thing just shows up and it just looks like an evil Spider-Man. Like yeah. why? You yeah. know, if there's no well, Spider-Man man, in the movie, you know, a wise man once told me probably because it's fiction. But uh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. No, I agree. Well, yeah. because they didn't no, want to put. They yeah. didn't want to make a Spider-Man movie because in order to make a Venom movie the right way, you have to have the origin come from Spider-Man. Well, they skipped right. all that, exactly. and I'm just supposed yeah. to disbelieve that this has anything connected to Spider-Man. So it, it's stupid. That's the part yeah. I didn't like about it. Like, why does it look like a lion, or why does it look like you know a, yeah. you know, a shoe? Yeah. Like, why does it look like Spider Man? <laughs> doesn't make I any even sense. Like Tom Hardy. See, I, I want Tom Hardy. I want him to be the new Wolverine. Um, that might be even too you know easy or whatever. Of a, of he's a not cat, short enough for you, him. right? You need like right. a midge. I mean, you need that dude from Lord yeah, of the Rings, or Tom not Lord Hardy. of the Rings, uh, Game of Thrones, or whatever. A Hobbit. Yeah, now you don't have to be that <laughs> short. You know what I mean? Because everybody, but shit, he's a pretty short dude. Uh, I think in real life, Tom Hardy's probably like, maybe, and maybe I'm wrong about it, but maybe five, six, or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he's a. Let's see if I can look it up. I don't. I don't think he's a, um, a tall dude. Um, but uh, but yeah, I thought he was kind of weird or whatever in it. But like you know, obviously I love the scene when you know like a turd in the wind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess they list him at five nine, so that means he's like five seven. Right. I guess I got like over that. the Wolverine height thing because. Hugh Jackman was so good as the role. I didn't really get. I, I didn't let it let it bother me too much, you know. See, why? Why? What do you say? What was good about him as Wolverine? Uh, like, what, like for instance, when you see him, like the growling, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess the only way I can look at it is like he's the only dude that's played it. So, is right. Uh, if, I guess I. I'm not really answering your question. I guess the only way I could say it is like, yeah. give me a better example of someone who could have done it better, and I don't have one. Yeah. So right. he's the only one I really, other than the cartoon and what's drawn, I can't really say that. Yeah, there isn't like one thing he's done that's making me say, oh, he's the greatest. But he looked the part. The first time I saw him in the right. X-Men movies, I'm like, oh, that looks like Wolverine. Yeah, I know he doesn't have the cigar and he's not as short, but I guess I'm just, they're not even wearing the suits though. I mean, if I really wanted to nitpick it, none of them really yeah. look like Storm did not look like Storm. Cyclops don't look like, I mean, none of them look like anybody. So of all of them, he to me looked the most without having to put on all the the gear. He doesn't have like the yellow and black and all that. He doesn't even have that uh-huh. either. So right. it's kind of right. hard for well, me yeah, to really that. get too you know critical. 
kid. See, my thing is, right, and again, I definitely want to get off this because this is definitely something that is in the sore spot for me about it, is that, to me, Wolverine, the one of the most iconic things about him, you know, beyond, the, you know, I guess the, the claws and everything, is his freaking height, this little bitty dynamo of a, you know what I'm saying, ball of blades or whatever. It would, To me, it would be like almost making a movie uh, about Andre the Giant but somebody that's six feet tall. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, I got you. Right. I think, the, I think one of the prerequisites of a particular character, I remember, I can't remember exactly what we were talking about. Like you mentioned uh, Storm. Like the one thing, okay, maybe Storm wasn't, I don't know, maybe exact. But for instance, if they didn't, if the character in the movie didn't depict Storm with white hair, to me that would be, you know what I mean? You couldn't even yeah. portray Storm. You, you have to have her with the white hair like that and to me again obviously you know it didn't keep people from like jackman and i'm probably in, i'm obviously in the minority but it's just something i would love to see in the upcoming movies upcoming universes things like that because one of the things i also again me nitpicking me being uh critical is that i look back i'm old enough to remember look back and see like masters of the universe and movies like that and how bad they look, you know what I mean? Yeah, Dolph Lundgren <laughs> was horrible up. in that movie. Yeah, man, and then from the makeup, and I be thinking of like, oh my God, some of these movies, man, they're going to age so bad. I'm talking about the next five years or whatever, you know what I mean? But, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think about little, little, little stuff like that, but no, I'm excited overall. No, those movies, but, they yeah. don't hold up. If you try to watch Masters of the Universe now, there's no way you could argue that's actually, I mean, the whole thing was centered around like a, a key that somebody thought was like a Casio keyboard or something. I mean, it's that was the plot. I mean, it was <laughs> stupid. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. Um, and, and Did the they girl, have Urkel in it? Uh, they didn't have Oracle. They had some, I don't know why they didn't do it. Maybe they couldn't do it with the, you know, a guy that's like kind of floating. Right. So they had some like little yeah. orange weirdo guy with a beard that I've never heard of before mm. play quote unquote like that role without actually calling it Oracle. Yeah. I know you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, little, it was, was super lame. On face. Super Absolutely lame. It was, yeah. 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 I, and like I, said, I want these movies. I want these movies to stand, to stand up. So, you know, with things like that. But, you know, it is what it is. With it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Ada Zang, and you're listening to Infinite Banter Podcast. Time for you to leave, assholes. All right. As Kirk said, it's time for me to get out of here. Thanks for everybody for checking out the show. Big up to my guy, Tony O.T. Check him out at TonyOTV.com. His show would be on public access on Saturday nights at 9 o'clock Central Time. If you're in the Chicagoland area, Channel 19, Channel 35. Thanks again to my guy, Ron Thomas. Like I said, I wanted to play that audio for a while now. Just never really got a chance to play it. Good time to do it here on the Lost Tapes edition of the Infinite Banter podcast. SummerSlam tonight should be a fun WE event. One of the better pay-per-views that they put together every year. It's about as big as WrestleMania. Probably the second biggest pay-per-view they have for the season. So looking forward to watching that. Should be a long night of wrestling. Six, seven hours. Bringing back some uh, legends like Goldberg and Trish Stratus. Shawn Michaels, I'm sure, will have some sort of uh, some deal, whatever. They'll be part of that whole Goldberg-Dolph Ziggler match. But anyway, uh, I'll talk about that maybe next week. Maybe I'll round it up or something. But uh, thanks for checking out the show. As always, podcast.com. One place you can find us as well as all the others, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Mixcloud, Google Play, CastBox, Blueberry, Stitcher, and Spotify. And if you want to hear those old episodes of Tony O.T. and Ron Thomas, go check them out. Tony's on episode four, Two Idiots in a Podcast, and Ron is on the episode five, the one with DMC on it, when I talked about C2E2. If you like what you heard from them here, 
there's more where that came from. So I appreciate everybody for checking out the show on Twitter at Infinite Banter. Same for Facebook. Instagram, you can bother me at DJ Soundwave75. So I appreciate everybody checking out the show. Big up to my man, Ron Antonio. And as always, I'll see you next time. I'm out. <laughs>